picked up over the years that I'm a fan of female history. I especially love U.S. history, especially the American president. Anything to do with U.S. presidents. And I had that interest going way back in my life. I'm not sure why I picked it up. My parents weren't sure why I picked it up. But I remember the Christmas of 1967. I was five years old. Um, and under that Christmas tree that year, she sent out with typical presents that a kindergarten boy would receive at that time. I had G.I. Joe action figures, Charles Connor the Ace action set, a ball, a bat, and trucks. But my parents also got me under the tree, because again, I'm not sure why I had this early interest in the president. They got me this little collection of hand painted presidents that were lifelike, and at the time it was the president's Washington to Lyndon Johnson who was president then. And uh, I still have those statues to today. And by the end of Christmas break, for whatever reason, I had them memorized in order of children from Washington to LBJ. I know that's a little strange, okay? It's a good thing I sort of turned out normal decades later. Or maybe not, the jury's still out on that one, probably. But anyway, one of my favorite stories about the president involves the 32nd president of the United States, FBI, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And Roosevelt served longer in the White House than any other president, a little over 12 years. And Roosevelt at times retired of all the obligatory White House receptions and social gatherings and receiving lines he had to fix with, where he had to, you know, flash a smile, shake hands, make the small talk, you know, those conversations. Hey, how you doing? Good, really good. You know, those conversations we have with people sometimes that we pass them in the hallway or, you know, target or at night. Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. And you wonder, what would somebody respond if you said, I'm really doing bad? But anyway, people say that and they move on. So Roosevelt thought that no one really listened to the small talk anyway. So one night, he knew he had a reception coming. He wasn't looking forward to it. He was going to sit there an hour shaking hands. So he decided everybody that went through the receiving line, he would give a standard answer to it. Either, how are you doing, Mr. President? Nice to meet you. Keep up the good work. What he was going to say was, I'm doing well, thank you. And I murdered my grandmother this morning. And from outrageous. And just see if anybody was listening. See if anybody reacted. So he did this. So people went through the receiving line. Good evening, Mr. President. How are you doing, Mr. President? Keep up the good work. And you say, I'm doing well, and I murdered my grandmother this morning. And nobody reacted. Roosevelt thought, well, maybe people aren't listening. Maybe they're so busy thinking what they're going to say next with their limited time talking to him. Or they just didn't believe him. So he thought his fear of McCauley Nixon. The president of the line was a foreign diplomat who never met Roosevelt. He came up to the president, took his hand, and said, Mr. President, nice to meet you. How are you doing this evening? Roosevelt said, well, I'm doing well. Matter of fact, I murdered my grandmother this morning. And the diplomat leaned forward with a gentle whisper and said, well, Mr. President, I think you had it coming to it. Well, sometimes, and today included, we live in a world where there's a lot of talk, right? Do you ever wonder sometimes, is anybody listening to us? Is anybody listening to reason and common sense? There's so much talk and so much rioting and so much protesting, so much noise across social media. We wonder, is anybody hearing what we say? And maybe there's times we're wondering, Donna, are you listening to what people are saying? Are you seeing what people are doing? God, are you still speaking today? And of course, we know that answer is yes, God is speaking today. Amen. He's speaking loud. The challenge we're going to talk about today is sometimes we fail to hear him. 
And why do you say in the stars and the light? How do we learn to listen to the gentle whisper of His voice? Well, today we continue in the summer sermon series we're entitled Unlimited, where we're looking at the stories of the prophets Elijah and Elijah as they serve our unlimited God. And today, specifically, we're going to be examining the concept of learning to listen to God. And how easy it is at times when our emotions get the best of us. And let's face it, there's days when our emotions get the best of all of us, right? When that happens, we sometimes fail to hear it. We fail to hear that gentle whisper of God's voice. We start to lean on our own understanding and our own power instead of the understanding and power of our unlimited God. Now, over the past four months or so, we've lived this. We know our lives have changed quite a bit. Many of us are still experiencing a lot of disruption from COVID-19 and the struggle. Things are closed. Some of us are still working from home. Some of us are still worried. Many of us are wondering whether we're a parent or a teacher or a student. What is school going to look like in the fall? Some of us still face a lot of economic uncertainty and disruption. Some of us, maybe many of us, are getting tired of social distancing and masks and quarantine and isolation. And through it all, relationships have been strained. But I'll tell you, through it all, God is at work, hasn't He? If we take time to step back from the noise, we can see God is at work. This past Thursday, for the first time in four months, the Thursday Senior Bible Study met faithfully in the gym, greatly spread out. And as we process some things that have happened over the last few months, I asked them to share where and when did they see God at work during COVID-19 in their lives? Where did they see God's hand, His miraculous hand of blessing? And they shared, and I shared three blessings that I feel that may not have happened in my life had it not been for things of COVID-19. And again, not wishing that this whole mess, of course, had come upon us. God is at work, whether it's this storm or other storms in our lives. He's in the midst of the mix in the mess. And he will continue to be as we deal with this storm and the storm that comes after it in the years to come. But the time that we're going through right now is no doubt in a time where many of us have experienced the night. Maybe some of us have gotten really disappointed in news. We live in fear, we live in anxiety, sometimes it can be depressing. But the psalmist in Psalm 36, verse 10, reminds us to be strict to listen to the voice of God and know that I am still God. He is sovereign and He is on the throne, even during the toughest time of challenge and struggle. He speaks. We see in today's Old Testament text that the prophet Elijah as well struggled learning to listen to God and not have his emotions at times get the best of him. Because like the you and me, our emotions get the best of us sometimes. Becomes a barrier to hearing what God is telling us in a time of struggle and challenge. Now, last week, Pastor Dave took us through the story in 1518 of Elijah on Mount Carmel with all those prophets of King Ahab, all the false prophets. And you remember, Elijah was outnumbered 450 to 1 by those Baal prophets. And then there were another 400 false prophets on top of it. So the prophet representing the one true God, one person, was that number 850 to 1. But the one true God does some amazing things to Elijah's past today, shared with us. And Elijah triumphed over those false prophets of Baal. 
Elijah coming off this episode. As we go to the very next chapter of Scripture, I text the Pepper of the Day, Jesus 19, to be writing quite a spiritual thing. And we pick up today's story of Elijah. Verse 19 at verse 1. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah and said, May the God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Let's hit the pause button for a moment. What Jezebel is saying is, Elijah, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to so Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Bethsaida and Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no longer better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. You see, when I texted Elijah was scared. He was disappointed. He was depressed. The prophet who is just coming off such a spiritual high, such a great victory of the Lord at Mount Carmel. Satan is throwing something big at him right again, and he gets intimidated pretty quickly by the evil queen Jezebel. Now, Elijah had just done that great work under the anointing and power of God. God had given Elijah everything he needed on that mountain. Outnumbered 850 to 1. But now the same Elijah's scared. He's on the run as Queen Jezebel promises to kill him, just as all her false prophets had just been killed. And here, uh, that is no idle threat by Jezebel. No pun intended. No, maybe pun intended. No idle threat. Elijah was down. He was scared. He was in a dark place. The security of his world was trembling around him. Have you ever felt like everything in your life, and everything in your world, everything you planned is just starting to fall apart? That's how Elijah felt. He was quick to get God's mighty victory over his false prophets on Mount Carmel. But in his mind right now, plans in life were changing so drastically that he'd rather die than to live. Elijah was in a dark place. And it's always darkest, isn't it, before the light? Have you ever felt like Elijah? Scared? Anxious? Dealing with some of the most disappointing news you've gotten in a long time? Down? Forgetting about God, who he is, what he's done, what he's going to do? Have you ever run from him? I know. I think if we're honest, we all have run from him at times, haven't we? We've all had our Elijah moment. And it's the fear and the anxiety and the disappointment. Sometimes we fail to listen to God speaking to all of us. Yet God is always there in the midst, isn't He? In this current COVID 19 mess and pandemic that we're in. I don't know about you, but I'm over it. <laughs> I'm tired. We all are. We're all tired, regardless of opinions and point of views, but yet it's a reality that we're working through. But maybe especially the first 10 to 12 weeks of the lockdown, that might have been exceptionally hard. The loss and the changes, the altering of a lot of things in our life. And a lot of those things are continuing. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. There's such a desire to get back to some normalcy, and we just honestly don't know how things are going to go in them so soon. But we know God is on the throne. He hasn't advocated it for a second, has he? And he is there in the midst of the midst in the midst. 
at times, maybe we have all run in fear. Have there been some days where it's just gotten to us more than ever? But for us, there's probably some days we have probably run in some fear. But if we live in fear and not in the face that God has called us to, He calls us to face in that fear. You will not accomplish what the Lord desires of us in this life. Just as He had further plans for the Queen Elijah in our text today. You see in our text, Elijah's scared. He feels the whole world is coming apart around us. But God is not giving up on his prophet. We pick up our story today of Elijah now from 15, 19, and verse 5. Second half of that. All at once, an angel touched him and said, Elijah, get up. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread, baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and said, get up and eat. For the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Pharaoh, the mountain of God. At a time of fear and perhaps depression that Elijah was going through, God met Elijah at his knees. And he strengthened him. God didn't chastise him. He didn't beat him up over the head figuratively or spiritually. He said he feeds him and he strengthens him and he gives him a time of rest. And then he comes back a second time. A God of second chance. And as we saw right in verse 7, he says to Elijah, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. The journey for Elijah. Sometimes the journey for us in life might seem too much, right? There are days we just seem overwhelmed by the challenges and the struggles, and particularly the times that we live in with so many things in life and our society and our nation seem so turned upside down. And it won't be too much for us. If we remember to learn to try to listen to God in that gentle whisper, as Elijah did, and allow God to speak to us, allow God to act in our lives and feed us and strengthen us and give us some rest for that temporary journey that we're on here in life today. Elijah was fed by God, and he could go 40 days and 40 nights until he arrived at Horeb, the mountain of God. 40 days, the same amount of time that Moses spent on Sinai. 40 days, the same amount of time that Jesus spent in the desert. 40 is one of those biblical numbers that when we see it in a book of the Bible, it should jump out at us, because God is using that as a special number. 40, to draw our attention to something very important that ultimately leads back to him. We all at times need our 40 days with the Lord, right? We need to go to the mountains. We need our 40 days with God, so to speak, to listen, to be encouraged, to be fed, to get rest at the mountain of God. We continue with Elijah's journey in our text today. Verse 19 at verse 9. There Elijah went into a cave and spent the night, and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? The Lord said. He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites will have rejected your covenant. They've torn down your altars. They took your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered their eyes. Before the Lord, the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. 
when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. After being fed and nourished by the Lord, Elijah went to the mountain. The mountain of God. Did any hide in a cave? Was he there to die on that mountain? Did he not expect God to do something? God had worked through past trials and obstacles and struggles of life in common. He had saved the lives in the past from people who wanted to kill him. Had God not been at work in the past? Would he not now save him? How quick Elijah was, how quick we are sometimes, aren't we? I know I am sometimes. When our emotions get the best of us on some days, we forget so quickly what the Lord has done for us and what he promised to still do for us. Elijah saw that God was not in the room. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. But after the fire came, the gentle whisper. And that boy said, Elijah, come out. Elijah would learn to whisper. There was power in the whisper of God amidst Elijah's fears and struggles and doubts. There was power in God's whisper for us as well as we're experiencing our own Elijah moment. When we're in a cave and we're grappling with shame, fear, disappointment, isolation, persecution, whatever the storm of life might be. But God still had work for Elijah to do. He wanted him to continue his prophetic ministry in Israel. And he wanted time for Elijah still to have the opportunity to mentor and raise up Elijah to someday take over the mantle of his prophetic ministry. We have to learn to listen. Listen to the wonderful blessing of God's whisper, because it's also amidst all the noise of today. Mother Teresa once said, I love this quote. Mother Teresa once said, Listen in silence. Listen in silence. Because if your heart is so full of other things, you cannot hear the voice of God. Hard sometimes to listen, right? In our world where there's talk, 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 non stop, stop back and forth through social media, 24 7 news coverage planted this way and the other, all the voices, all the noise that's out there in life. Sometimes we should ever hear the gentle whisper of our awesome God. It can get lost in the midst of it all. Like Elijah, we need to learn to listen. Listen to the voice of God. And Jesus in our gospel text today says this John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. And they follow me. In order to know and follow our Lord, our awesome good shepherd, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we need to be open to like Elijah to hear that gentle whisper of God in this demand. One of my favorite psalms has always been Psalm 46. That's a psalm that I've always found over the years that, like many of you, the favorite psalm of many, gives you great comfort and encouragement during times of struggle. It's a psalm that I have grown to appreciate even more over the past uh, couple months. It's a psalm I've read and prayed with many of you on occasions as well. And in that psalm, in the very first verse, the writer of that psalm reminds us of the thread that runs throughout the psalm. God is a refuge, that comes of a refuge. He's a refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And then another verse in that psalm, a verse we looked at earlier in the message, and my favorite verse is this one. And I think it's very timely for what we're talking about today in the times in which we live, where things seem to be so turned upside down in our country, in our society, and in our world, and maybe in our lives because of COVID. 
and God has been raised up as God's anointed. Even on our toughest days and the days that are difficult, He's still listening and knows that I am God. He's still at times on those days of storms and fears and obstacles. It helps us to learn to listen and experience that gentle, awesome whisper of God. And don't let the evil that's out there, and there's a lot of evil out there right now in our world, in our society, in our nation right now. Don't let the evil that's out there make us feel isolated or make us feel alone or make us feel defeated because we are not. We know how the story is. For the times that we're feeling scared, lost, down, maybe just needing some rest, you know, our emotions get the best of us. Let us like Elijah go to the mountain, the mountain of God, because only there are we able to fight the world. Only there can we hear His voice. The Lord is speaking to us. Let's try to learn to listen to the gentle whisper of that voice. In Jesus' name, Amen.